Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running The Sox run the south The Cubs run the north But the Bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago Coming from the True Chicago sports fans cave this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 21 is brought to you by Noir Season, Billion Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? <laughs> A lot of, I mean, rumbling, <laughs> rumbling. Go ahead. Oh, man. We got another great show today for this week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Bears, Packers... Coming off the bye week, another disappointment. Um, we got rumors flying around a Cubs favorite and a surprising addition to the 2021 <laughs> Hall of Fame ballot. Yes, sir. And as always, in our three and out segment, X's and O's on Sunday night's game versus Aaron Rogelio <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers. I can make fun of his name because I ain't got much else to go on. That, that's all we can do. All right, can't we get to get into some Bears talk so we can rant and, and rip some people apart? Ooh, baby. Yeah, but first, this is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. What's up, Firsty? Well, first of all, we're going to talk about some Chris Bryant news. Uh, we're trying to decide, do you think that the, the Cubs are going to DFA Bryant or going to trade him? Well, this is the thing. December 2nd is a non-tender deadline. Okay. This is the deadline where teams uh, have to offer pre-arbitration, arbitration, or arbitration. This is The whole thing with Chris Bryant has been the arbitration, keeping right. control of him. Correct. So they this whole, this whole thing, they lost the case. So now... Right. So now you know, he's eligible for arbitration and you're going to have to pay him. Well, they're going to have to, they're going to have to at least offer him a contract. Right. So if they offer him a contract and he walks, they get a, a supplemental draft pick. Right. But he can, if they don't offer him a contract, he walks outright. I mean, to me, you have to, you have to at least offer him a contract so he can't, uh, first so of that all, he can negotiate. Correct. Now, first of all, they already offered him a contract a couple years ago, and he said no. He and banked he, on himself, and he turned it down. Yeah, and yeah, and he uh, he didn't do <laughs> what he expected to do. So I can't see that market value from being over two hundred million now. It's not going to be there, and that's and that's what they offered him a couple years ago. Yeah, and right now, especially in this COVID quote unquote, yeah, uh, uh, baseball season, teams are losing tons and tons and tons of money, and right. the Cubs have noted saying. We've lost biblical amount of money. Well, right. we understand why. You invested around all of it. You updated Wrigley Field. You invested around the whole neighborhood by buying every everything out. And now you don't have money to but, supplement a good, <laughs> uh, 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 your usual payroll of Correct. $200 million. And, and the, the problem is, is that realistically, on every other year, this would have never been a problem. Never. Never. Never, no. ever been a problem. No, I mean, he would have been resigned. There was no way he'd go into arbitration. Absolutely not. He would have been signed. They would have now. Their choice would have been 
do I trade him to another team? Do I try to get him over to yeah. to someone who I think is going to be a contender because we're going to try to go the other direction? Which I don't I don't see how you do considering the fact that you still have Rizzo, you got Baez, who you got to figure out what you're going to do with. There's too many good pieces on this team mm-hmm. to sit there and tank. So you're still going to try to go for it. So now you got to decide what you're going to do. Am I going to sit there and try to bring back bring back Brian and see if I can get some magic out of him? But like we talked about last week, you know, the, the rumor that was out there was Bryant and Bodie for Arnetto. That's not happening. Denied. That's not happening. I, I mean, it, we, we've argued off the air so many times. This is not happening, bro. The, but it, it, it might happen. It might not. But I'm saying that's what's out there right now. All right. So let me throw this out to you. Would you trade him to the south side? I mean, I, it depends on the pieces coming back because we can't we can't have another Eloy situation. <laughs> we can't. And, you can't and, get fleeced again. But here's the problem: like you I said didn't before, get it fleeced. You we, didn't get we fleeced. didn't get fleeced at, at that time either because when you are in the championship window, you are desi- if you're not aggressive, then you might as well forget it. They were aggressive. They went after Q, who at the time was the best player on the Sox in, in the he's rotation. A solid, he's a solid number three. He Correct. eats up 200 innings. And he's cost control. Correct. And, and especially at that time. You yeah. know what I mean? So the, it was a great financial move because without that move, Correct. you don't get the other pieces that you got. You don't get your closer. Right. Uh, you don't get another pitcher. The dominoes were in effect to let's sign Q or trade for Q, and then we can go sign A, B, C, D, Correct. and F player. Correct. And, and we, that's and, what you did. And, and Eloy is offensively a monster, but we yes. don't know what Dylan, Dylan Cease is yet, and that was no. the other piece of that trade. No. So I mean, realistically, what they what they got out of it is now you don't have to sit there in a time where you're trying to cut salary. You don't have to sit there and worry about what am I going to do with Eloy? Do I sit there and try to get rid of him and try to bring in someone else? Uh, do, Dylan Cease because these are major league ready players. They're not guys that you can just leave in the in the minors forever. All right. So so who do you want for let's 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 play GM. You're out in the north side. I'm on the south side. Who would you want from the south side for Chris Bryant? Remember, he's going to be. It's a one-year deal, so it is. We're taking a flyer on him. Uh, I mean, that's that's a hard question. Which means you're taking you're not taking somebody off the, the major league roster. I mean, I, I'd have to ask for a major league player back, especially. Okay, if, I'll give you Ronaldo Lopez and uh, and Carlos Rodon. Which one of those are major league players? <laughs> you, you forgot to mention a major league player. No, no, they have major league service time, so they're yours. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. who'd you want? I mean, I. I don't know. You're not getting know. somebody off the major league roster. I'll tell you right now. You, you will for, you, for you, a you twenty will, for a twenty eight year old former MVP. No, 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 no. You're looking at like we talked earlier. You're looking at a contract. All we're buying is a contract. We're not buying a player. We are buying a contract for one year. You guys are playing for the future, so you're getting possibility. Well, so, well, so are you? I mean, nah, we're our windows open. Your windows closed. So where are you going to play, Bryant? Then right field solves our problem. Ah. Solves our problem. I mean, he has, uh, from what I know, he's been a left fielder when he played in outfield. That's fine. He could play left field, he can play right field. I don't mm. care what field he plays, but he's playing in the outfield. He's not, and then he can give Moncada a rest in third base. Yeah, I just, I, I honestly, the problem that I see right now is I feel like what's going to happen with the Cubs is they're, they're going to end up not getting fair market value for no, they're not. Bryant. They're not. And, that, and that's the shame of all because realistically, Cubs fans. We, I mean, we fell in love with with Brian and Rizzo, uh, Rizzo and the Brizzo thing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's. I, I'll tell you this: being a Cubs fan is not the same as being a Sox fan. And what I mean by that is that you guys, Sox fans, play the 
the little brother role. Okay. The, the sit there and you know, y'all want to, Hey, how come we don't get our props? How, but at the same, at the same time, at the end of the day, realistically, you know, you, you can admit it or not, but Chicago is a Cubs town when it, it comes is. down to it. It is. And Chicago is the nationally recognized team across the uh, United States, across the world, really. The, well, the uh, Cubs, have they do have a worldwide fandom. We're, I'm not arguing that. Right. The, the thing so, we're, we're but, but this is, and this, is... And this is what I'm saying. This is the reason why Pick I say this. Pick a player. This is what I'm saying this. It's much harder for the Cubs to give up a player that helped them win the World Series than it would be for the Sox because of the fact that we have... Agreed. As such a nostalgia factor. And it's, that's... So it's, it's so for me to sit here and just... The Blackhawks. Same thing with the Blackhawks. But the, the Blackhawks, yeah, they're original six, but like... You know, but we didn't. No, see I'm it. talking about the original. I mean, the two. We're talking about our two superstars of the Blackhawks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So you're talking about Rizzo and Bryant, and the same thing with Kane and Taves. That's that's or, how I or see Javi. it. Or Javi, I say Javi over. Well, Javi's uh, not Javi's not moving. That's just no. I'm, what I'm that. saying, if we're gonna compare the two, that's I'm taking Javi over Bryant as far as like who's gonna be more beloved. Oh. Rizzo and, and Javi are number one, number two. Right but we're there. talking about the originals, and now these guys are veterans. And which one are you gonna trade? I I mean I don't know. So if I said because it, here's the thing to be fair, uh-huh. how well do you know the Sox farm system? Because I don't know. I all. do. I don't I, know. I, I, w- I would give you Jonathan Stever. I don't even know who the hell that is. He pitched very good. Uh, he was in. There was no AAA, so he was he wasn't in my league system. But he did come up and have a couple of good starts uh, and a couple of relief starts. So he is a piece that again you don't know what his ceiling is. Right. But. But I know, I know that Brian Ceiling is an MVP player. No, well, you don't know that now. Cause no, no, you do know that. That's his ceiling. That's the best he's ever done. Well, that, that okay, that's his ceiling. But you don't that's know. That's my what, point. But you don't know what the new ceiling is because oh, he's been hurt. Ceiling is a ceiling. He's a been ceiling hurt. Ceiling is a ceiling. You, you don't change. You, you don't overvalue change. your player. You way overvalue your player. I'm he telling you, he is not that. worth all that. I don't know what he's worth. That's the problem. Is that right now you do not know what he's worth. He's worth a two guy, minor leaguers. That's what he's worth. Oh, that's that's insanity. That's we'll see insanity. how it plays out, but I'm telling you, he's worth two to three minor leaguers. Okay. He's worth two minor leaguers and a DF uh, players here name uh, be named later. That's what he is. Nah, yeah, nah. We're not talking about Carlos Gonz- uh, Gonzalez like three uh, years after his prime. We're talking about Bryant. Yeah, we're not talking about Carlos Gonzalez when he was 33 and not 29. Why would I a give 28 year old player? It doesn't matter. You're buying a one year contract. That is it. That's fine. But That's I'm talking what about, you're the, look, I'm talking about you're straight up player. You're looking about the past. I'm looking about what he can do I'm for one year. I'm talking about a straight up player, and you're devaluing him. No, I'm not devaluing him. I'm saying he's going to do we don't know for one year. Okay, and so and you can say the same about any player in the MLB. Yeah. You, yeah. But you're always saying he's an MLB, MLB MVP I'm saying, player. No, I'm, no, he's no, no, not no, an MVP not what I player. I said this is a former MVP and that you know what his ceiling is. Just like you knew what Derrick Rose's ceiling was. And guess what? You put a drop ceiling because that keeps going down and down. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> trying, trying to be clever. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. What, what's going on with the South Side? I'm tired of talking well, about this. Well, we got tons to talk about with the South Side. All right. Mark, now, now I'm going to get in here. Yeah, right I know you are. Now you're going to give me the business. All right. So Mark Burley is eligible for a Hall of Fame for his first year. No, he's not. <laughs> he's eligible for the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's eligible. He's not. I mean, eligible. What do you mean? El- el- to, he's on the thing. list. I mean, quote unquote, yes, he's on the list. Are you eligible? Look, that's like saying I'm going to pick up the hottest girl in the room just because I happen to be in the room. It's not going to happen, bro. All right. Here we Am go. Am I eligible? Nah. Right. Well, you're an eligible bachelor. doesn't mean you're going to get with the girl, right? He's still an eligible bachelor. Uh, yeah. Well, he is a Hall of Famer. Get the- <laughs> All right. So look at his stats. He has a war of 59.1. 214 wins, 160 losses, an ERA of 381. 214. Yeah. 214 wins. 
Yeah, you had a crap, you had a crappy bunch of teams on him. So what can you do? Uh, ERA three eighty one, five hundred eighteen wins. This is, and I'm going to tell you why he's a Hall of Famer. He didn't have five hundred eighteen games. Yes, not wins. Five, was, you're, well, I stand corrected. Yes, sir. Five hundred eighteen games, two hundred fourteen right. wins. All right. So as a starting pitcher, he ate up innings. He ate up innings year after year after year, and he was one of the best. Okay. All right. Uh, he's on all. He's had an all American all American record by pitching 200 more innings, 14 straight seasons from 2001 to 200, 2014. That's the way he's. That's the way the, the game doesn't work that way anymore. Okay. Now they're specialized pitchers, right? So you're not going to see guys eating, uh, getting 200 innings. Um, he's always pitched a contact, just like we talked earlier. That he has a little bit of Greg Maddox, where he pitched the contact, wasn't afraid of mm-hmm. ball players, right? I, I, yeah, I, you, I that, was, that was what you said. Yeah, I, right. he has he has some Maddox in him, but the problem is, is that he didn't have that that string that he could pull that Maddox could. Agree. That, that's that's Agreed. what separates him because if you look at him realistically, the style of pitcher they were, they 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 hit the contact, they got the out, but the problem is, is that. Maddox could put it wherever he wanted at any time. Oh, Maddox is a magician. At any time. Yeah, and he's pitching at 87 miles an hour, and he can put it anywhere (laughs) he wants. Yeah, yeah. so again, the one thing that Burley does have over Maddox is a perfect game in 2009 and a no-hitter in 2007. uh, Did did Maddox win the World Series in in the Braves? He did, right? They won one. I think, yeah, sure. Remember we had had this discussion early on in in the— in the podcast, he has if, to have one. one Bra- yeah, if the Braves won one, and I think my mistake was thinking they didn't have any, but they he, did. Yeah, have they one. did. They did win the right. championship. All right, all right. So in addition to pineapple inning, innings, uh, Burley won thirteen or more games in a season twelve times in a sixteen-year career. Uh, a spectacular fielder here. He won four Golden Gloves. He had one of the best pickoffs moves, pickup moves in the in the game, being a lefty. Um, let's see. He was named to the All Star game five times. He's a five-time All Star. He helped win a 2005 World Series while drinking a beer. <laughs> while uh, drinking beer. <laughs> I mean, I, I did that on my, uh, on my beer league softball, too. So, I mean, that, that don't impress me much. Oh, come on. All right, so you pitched in the postseason prior to that in 2000 and then after in 2008. Uh, he has a great body of work. He's a great guy, which doesn't in, in go into making Hall of Fame. Super but cool. It actually does because cool you got guy. guys that are in steroids, right? That won't get in. He's su- he's such a cool guy. Now let me tell you something. You ever oh, been, you ever been right, to Cooperstown? No, I want to go. Yeah, I haven't been either, but I've seen pictures. Okay, <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's a great place to visit, especially if you're a baseball fan. You know, Emer- major league fan, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, Roberto Clemente fan, right. all these dudes, right? But here's the thing. This is the Hall of Fame. Now, if you go across the street, it's a little building, and it says Hall of Very Good. <laughs> it's a Hall of Very Good. And did it, you I, build this? I did. And here's the thing: you ever seen uh, Bruce Almighty? Yes. Okay. And it My looks God. like it's it looks like this real tiny little thing, uh, the the filing cabinet until he yeah. opens it up, and yeah, that, yeah. that thing goes on forever. Yeah. That's where Burley goes, and the Hall of Very Good with all them thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of players. Where they just weren't quite good enough to make it to the Hall of Fame, and they get an index card. Uh-huh. Congrats, you're in the Dewey Decimal System. We know where to look you up, brother. I can find your autobiography. Gotcha. It's called Burley on Burley, or whatever it's called. All right, but that that's where he is, bro. So I'm gonna give you something, and it might change your mind. All right, this year's ballot. This year's ballot. Oh, oh, actually, last year's ballot. Bobby Abreu fell off. Andy Pennant fell off. Sammy Sosa is still in. 
Andrew Jones is not in there. Manny Ramirez, Jeff Kent, Todd Helton, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Scott Rowland, Omar Vizcal, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. All those guys did not get elected to the Hall of Fame. And those guys are way better mm -hmm. than Mark Burley, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you fall off because you don't get your 5% to stay on the ballot and he gets 5%, I'm gonna say he gets five percent. I don't get. I don't say he gets elected. I say he gets five percent. He stays on a ballot. I mean that. That's and, cool. And if those other steroid players, you know, drop off, guess what? He makes the top of the list. Okay, so basically, what you're saying, he's and got, they he, have to vote for somebody. He's got to be the least ugly girl at an ugly girl contest. <laughs> that's what you're trying to tell me. I mean, that's what it is. Like, hey man, if she like, makes prom queen, she makes prom oh, no. queen. It's still prom queen forever. If only he had just, one just more like wart under his just nose. Just like Brian, right? He's a he's an MVP for life, right? I didn't. I've never said that. You better <laughs> you better stop that mess. Take it home, shove it under your bed, and then burn it on fire. Get the hell out of here with that. I never said nothing like that. Oh. I said his ceiling is MVP. No. We just said MVPs. He's going to be an MVP for life, right? Never, never said these things. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what's going on, man. I think I think going going live after the Bears game has gone to your head or something. Oh boy! Oh, I mean, we did take a, a nice little shot of our yeah, liquid yeah. courage there. Well, that's how we get up to do the show. <laughs> we need encouragement. That's right. Well, I'm just saying he has a chance of getting in. You're saying there's a chance. That's right. And I'm saying, hell no, there ain't no chance. Get out of here. Swap that. You're, you know what? You know what you're doing right now. You're overvaluing your players, sir. I am. Right. I am. But I, I'm admitting it. Though. Yeah. Exactly. I'm admitting it. That's though. because I'm rubber and you're glue. And whatever, <laughs> whatever what you say goes back to you. I'm telling you right now, man. <laughs> I'm just saying he has a chance. Oh, God. All right, man. What's going on in the west side of Chicago? All right. So right now we know that the Bulls season is fast approaching. NBA is fast approaching. We saw Klay Thompson go out with that busted Achilles. It's really sad because he's a good dude. Uh, Bulls made a couple moves. We got Garrett Temple uh, oh. this week. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. had to look up Garrett Temple. He's been around a long time. He's about 35 years old. Jesus, I can play then. Uh, he just came uh, uh, off uh, playing with the Nets. He's played in Houston, Sacramento. Um, looks like San Antonio, Milwaukee, Charlotte, Washington for a long time. Um Memphis, the Clippers, and he just came off a year with Brooklyn. He's a backup point guard. Uh, people were losing their mind when he got signed. They're like, who is this? I never heard of this guy. He's a bench dude. I mean, that you you need guys to play on the bench as well. Um, they also brought back Noah Vonley. Um, he was drafted in the first round by Charlotte in uh, 2014, 2015. Um, he kind of moved around Portland. Uh, he was here for, in, for, for a little bit, 2017, 2018. Uh, he went to the Knicks. Meh. You know, again, these are bench players. We're not expecting a ton out of these guys. He, he's a journeyman. They're both journeymen. You know, we, we're expecting our stars to shine, and that includes Patrick Williams. Meh. <laughs> That's all I, I got to say I mean, about that, the Bulls. I'm, I don't know what to say. There's a, there's a lot you, of stuff. You, you have to you have to sign bench players, too. I mean, that's point blank what it is. I mean, they're filling the bench. That's it. Whatever. Right? Yeah. I mean, right. I, I don't understand. I, I, I'm not opposed or, or, you know, for or against these, these moves. Yeah. Bench we'll, guys. We'll you know see what, what I mean? these guys do. They still There's still rumors that they're going after Spencer Dinwiddie that was with the Nets that they yeah. had before. So, hopefully, that's a player they can pull back into the mix. But, I mean, you know, if, we're, if you're not Brooklyn or, or the Lakers, I mean, does it matter? No, not really. All right, let's move over to Illini basketball where, who I'm going to butcher this. Do, Dosumnu, did I get that right? Sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Sure, why not? He scored 24 as number eight Illinois holds off Ohio 75, uh, 77 and 75. 
The Alina are three and zero. Well, so far, so good. Looking good, man. I mean, they blew out a couple garbage teams prior yeah, to Yeah, but I mean, like, they blew. They, they didn't just blow them out. They embarrassed a couple squads before <laughs> yeah. they got to this uh, this Ohio game. And, I'm, I mean, you're talking about a score. You know, when's the last time you saw any good basketball out of Illinois? Well, Darren Williams and D. 05? Brown. Yeah. D. 05? Yeah. yeah. Luther, what was that? Lutherhead? Yeah. Lutherhead, mm-hmm. D. Brown, you know, and, and guy, the only guy that really kind of had 05 a 05 was a great year. <laughs> oh my god all right Illini I, football. anyone see my glory and i need to go back to the future good lord it was better than this covid crap oh. all right Illini football the game versus ohio state funny enough yeah is uh postponed due to covid so i mean that we're seeing that all over college all over uh you know sunshine had missed a bunch of games nick yeah. saban couldn't uh coach for alabama the steelers and ravens were moved from the thanksgiving game to the tuesday game i mean it's a lot of a lot of stuff moving on right now yeah what's going on in northwestern brother so Unfortunately, Northwestern finally lost a game. Uh, <laughs> Called it. Okay, I'm going to tell you, here, here's a fun fact. Uh, mm. the, the team that they lost to was Michigan State, mm-hmm. whose current head coach is Mel Tucker, former Bears off, uh, defensive coordinator. When the Bears had one of their, their, their worst defensive efforts in the history of the Chicago Bears, he worse was their... <laughs> no, defensively, that's not the problem at all. Joke. No, come on, stop talking that, about this man. game because they got 40 burgered. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Northwestern kind of hung around most of the game. They were down early. Um, they didn't really do much. They they were tied uh, 20-20 uh, late in the game. Michigan State got a field goal, and mm-hmm. then when Northwestern got their chance back, the very last play of the game, they were trying that, that you know, that uh, flea flicker or, you know the the, the scramble play yeah. and uh, one of the players fumbled it and ended up in the end zone. Michigan State fell on it and that's why you got your twenty nine to twenty score. Gotcha. Now Michigan State had one win prior to that game. Right. Yeah, it was a letdown game. So now I'll give you another little a little nugget about uh, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald came out and says that the only reason that he would consider leaving Northwestern would be to coach the Bears. We'll pay the man. Please stop this. Pay the man. Look, a couple years ago, um, the Packers were come sniffing around Pat's Fitz, Pat's mm-hmm. Fitz, Pat Fitzgerald. Fitz, 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 Pat Fitzgerald. So yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, they came sniffing around. He said no. One of the big factors is he's got young kids. That are like I want to say his, his kids are anywhere between like ten and fifteen. So his, his boys are. Uh, he wants to keep close to home for his kids. So that's why he wants to stay in Chicago. That's why he wants to stay in Chicago. I'm not paying this guy. You know, his only success has been at Northwestern, and he's a, he he's he's the coach of a school that he went to. Mm-hmm. And he was an assistant coach for uh, the coach that passed. I want to say it was, I don't, remember, I don't know what to butcher his name. is Barrett, I want to say. Bartlett. Uh, Bartlett. Bar- Gary Barnett. Bar- Gary, Gary Barnett, Barnett, I think. Um, Bartlett. Barnett. So um, I, I want to say that's, that's the coach that was there before. Yeah. Um, he, and he replaced him, and he was on that uh, 1995 Rose Bowl team. So he is, he's just the guy that is there and he can live there and, and, uh, live in North, live in Evanston, be the coach of Northwestern for his, for the rest of his life if he really wants to. I mean, he's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, he, it, the, the, the coach that he took over from was Gary Barnett, who was the coach. I think he might have even been the coach when he was there. He was. And it was a really emotional thing for him to take over for that coach, for, for Barnett. And, um, yeah, I don't, how do you give the the coach of Northwestern football a head coaching job with the Chicago Bears? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Better than what we got going on. I That's don't know. absolutely false. I know. I know. 
That's, that's, know, that's so funny. I, like, I just want to argue. I'm so like devastated by the Bears loss. I just want to. I always want to fight with you. You, I, you couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> no, I you tried to like. No, he's better. No way. Stop. All right, let's move on in the South Bend. The Notre uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish remain undefeated. Yeah, baby. With a 31-17 defeat over North Carolina. Trubisky's team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> he couldn't keep the damn starting job. Like, how's it his team? Oh, brother. Yeah, both teams scored uh, two first quarter touchdowns and then went into uh, halftime tied at 17. Uh, booked through for 279 yards and ran for 48 yards and for the Fighting Irish, who are 9 0, 8 0 in the ACC. Mm-hmm. The win keeps Notre Dame on course to earn a spot in the ACC championship game. Oh, I mean, they're going to have to play Clemson again. I mean, yeah, we Clemson that. again, now that sunshine is back. They, they, <laughs> it was, dangerous. That was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Ian Book looked pretty good, 23 for 33, 279 with one touchdown. Kyron Williams, again, was the star, 23 carries, 125 yards uh, for two touchdowns. I mean, like, this this dude is outrageous. And then you got J- Javon McKinley, uh, six reception, 135 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but an average of 22.5 yards per catch. I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. They, they threw the ball all over the place. Um, their, their, <laughs> their tight end, Ben Skoranek. He's got, yeah. Oh, wow. These are the classic, you know, Notre Dame names right yeah. here, Skoranek. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, look, they look good. I, I don't see them beating Clemson. No, no, no. With Sunshine at the helm. But I, I think it'll be a decent game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. No, and and see for both Notre Dame and Northwestern, that's been their key this year is that their defense has been on point. Um, I mean, they they held North Carolina down pretty well. Uh, they're the the quarterback for Carolina, Sam Howell, only had two hundred and eleven yards. Um, they they held the rushing attack down. I mean, they just look good overall, and they're a strong team, and they know what they're doing. I mean, overall, Notre Dame had four hundred and seventy eight yards and one hundred ninety nine rushing yards. Versus Carolina's eighty-seven rushing yards. I mean, this was a this was a complete and total just domination of the game. Even though like the 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 score came down a little bit, it, it took them a while really to get going mm-hmm. and yeah, to kind of start smacking back. And I think it was just a feeling out period. But once they come out uh, after the second half, I mean, I want to say, uh, yep, they uh, they held Carolina scoreless for the second half of the game. <laughs> so I mean, beautiful. I can't fight that. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? (laughs) Not after tonight. (laughs) It's time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. man let's let's get over this man i'm gonna go with the offense really quick and get this out of the way so that way we can rant uh the running game showed up montgomery had over 100 yards finally and a touchdown yeah. is that his first time as a bear <laughs> i didn't even bother looking this up man I, look he's only a second year player so i mean it, it probably is no it's, it's the first it's the first time this year yeah it is the first time this their year. running attack has been yeah because i've lost a lot of bets where i, I and, and that long yards. run to start the game in the early on the that game, they, that's what that's what capped that oh, 100 yeah. yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> All right, there was some sense of offense. Uh, Mitch looked 
okay at times and then really bad at the other times. But the offensive line was a so, C minus, D plus. Here, here, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. You get a guy who you've openly admitted is experimental. Yes. That needs the reps. Mm-hmm. That needs practice. Yep. You let him play for uh, for eight quarter no ten quarters in the beginning of the season. Yep, pull him, bench him, pull him, bring him in for one uh, one, one play. play, get him injured, and then in week what is this eleven? Yeah, yeah. So, so week ten he got reps, and week eleven he got reps. And this is when you bring him in when he's about to finish his Bears career. If I were Trubisky. I would have been like, I'm gonna say I'm hurt and not play. Right, and it's just, uh, I would have been like, oh, you told me to kick rocks, so I dig, and I did, and I stubbed my toe. Sorry, guys, exactly. I can't play. Sorry, Nagy, let me go somewhere Since else. Since you blind, you blindsided me. Remember? <laughs> right, because you said, oh, that's exactly what happened. I know I that's what happened. I ranted about it weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Right, you should have never benched Trubisky in the first place. At least this. This iteration that we saw against the Packers, yeah, there was mistakes. Of course there was mistakes. Yeah. You're playing catch-up the whole game against one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Yes. But the laser show came out, and you saw Trubisky roll out. Yes. You saw him uh, with the, the naked bootleg. You saw him play actually action, yes. play action uh, and, and throw the ball. Yes, he threw the ball downfield. Yes, it was intercepted. I'm much better off with them being aggressive instead of pussyfooting around and dinking and dumping and you said not pussyfoot, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. There's a foot at the end of it. Okay, um good. so <laughs> because the the problem with them is that Aaron Rodgers is gonna strike whenever he can. Mm-hmm. I think his first four possessions were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And you have to do whatever you can to get Mitch comfortable so he can actually throw the ball. Yeah, Mitch has to get into good rhythm. And that's the problem with a bad offensive line and bad play calling prior yeah. to today. Correct. You're not gonna get into good rhythm. And, and, I mean, he, he got robbed on a couple of plays. The one where he was the, the strip sack. Yeah. I mean, that, That's was, not, that was not his fault. His head got pulled one way and his body was going another way. Right, and it, twice by two different players, and right. they missed that call. Yeah. The previous call when, when they had a completion to Mooney, the and, defender, at the end, they took yeah. forever to blow that whistle. They at called, the, they called the a hold play, the offensive line, yeah. They, yeah, they called Leno for an offensive uh, hold. In the meantime, the Mooney's defender mugged. is literally picking up <laughs> Mooney. Off the ground, and here comes another player to punch at the ball yeah, and my, hit Mooney. My N- citizen none of that was, was like, "Hey, there's a there's a mugging going on." <laughs> <laughs> so none of that was, yeah, none of that was called that that uh, pass interference on on Rogers. I mean, the 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 refs did not do the Bears any you favors can't, tonight. You can't touch the golden child. That's what it is. That's all. You know, that's just the Jordan rule. So what else happened on offense? Uh, well, we got a Rob being a Rob. Two right. touchdowns. You have like what, 78, 79 yards. He didn't get the ball thrown to him that much because he's probably being covered very well. But at the same time, you know, the Packers defense sat on sat on Mitch. They said, mm-hmm. you're going to you have to beat us with your arm. And that's kind of hard to do when you've really got one go-to receiver. Well, I mean, Mooney is good when he gets the ball. Right. Miller, Miller has flashes of greatness, but Miller also has flashes of, like, just complete and total stupidity. Yeah, because he ran the wrong route and there was an interception. Right. So, yeah. So it was supposed does... to go in and he went out. and then Exactly. He... So he he's good for that one. Mooney looks like to be the real deal. Yes, Mooney looks like he's yes. he's going to be a player in the NFL, whether it's consistently with the Bears or he ends up on another squad, <laughs> another good squad. Another to good play. squad yeah. But I mean, here's the thing: is that I always give these guys credits for putting up numbers and putting up stats when mm-hmm. they have the worst the worst quarterbacks. Nick Foles and Trubisky throws to you, and you still have decent numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. give that man a medal. <laughs> What's going on on defense, man? What happened on defense? So, a a Ron, yeah, like you said, like you said before the game, yeah. death of death by a, a thousand paper cuts. I mean, oh yeah, 
This is basically the same game plan that the Colts had against the Bears when they went to the Super Bowl in what oh five oh six. Uh, dink and dump your way down the field. And great year. When, <laughs> it's not a great year. The Bears lost the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm talking about 05. We're not talk, we're talking about the, when the Bears lost the Super Bowl. I can't believe that was 06, a Bears so fan, a Chicago Bears fan is in my studio right now talking about the... Or, or, anyway, so... Keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, A.A. Ron did his thing out yeah. there. Um, you know, him and his great kazoo helmet... <laughs> Never seen, I don't know if he's getting like radio played signals into that thing or what, but that him and a big old helmet always seemed to beat up on us, and we couldn't really get to him. The one time that we did get to him, they gave him a, a pass. It was at the uh, roughing the passer penalty, <sighs> and, and that was just because Despicable. he like kind of brushed past him, and you know he put two hands on him, and dude just fell over. Yeah, he's like well, LeBron. Well, he is thirty eight, so he's gonna fall over. <laughs> Wait, so aren't we either on the same page? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We'll fall over. All right, what else going on? Uh, poor tackling, man. Oh I mean, like, God. I feel like, well, we, we can say it's because they gave up. We could say this or whatever. Yeah. But the Bears had, I think, 22 minutes, 22 and change in uh, possession time, and the Packers had like 37 minutes. So eventually you're going to be They're like, tired. You, you know what? Guess what? If I'm holding up my end of the bargain and you are not, you can go on somewhere. I, why am I, why am I going to keep trying? Yeah, there was a lot, of, of gas. a lot of arm tackling. Uh, and that's what I've seen in the secondary. Uh, the linebackers were confused with Aaron Rodgers changing the play at the line. I mean, that's what good quarterbacks do. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean, they, they get picked apart by good quarterbacks all the time. That's the problem. Uh, what about Mac? What did you see on the field from, from Mac? So, I mean, Mac is getting held up. Mac is getting held on every play. Oh, my God, is he held <laughs> it's mad. It's bad. Well, here's the thing, too, is that you got no Goldman because he opted out with the COVID. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Hicks, who had, I want to say, he had a hamstring injury. I don't know. So he wasn't there to help stop the run. And then you had Aaron Jones running right up the middle, running right uh, all over the Bears. Right you where know, Hicks would be, right. Exactly where Hicks would be, right in the middle. So, I mean, you know, Mac, uh, we actually saw Quinn. It was... <laughs> My my joke during the game was that when I saw, I says I've never seen the back of that man's jersey. How do you say? <laughs> is it quite quite queen? Well, how do you spell? I've never seen this man's jersey. Yeah, and it's true because I have never seen him make a play. He made like a good four plays, and I'm just like, I didn't know he played that much. I thought he was like you know, maybe there for first downs. That's it. Well, as much as as much money as they gave him, they might as well play him. All right, what else you got for us, man? Uh, so I mean, look overall, just just a very, it's a demoralizing game. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the I mean, game. we didn't expect a win. No, look, here's the thing. <laughs> well, unless you were that dude that bet a hundred thousand on no, the Bears. No, well that was silly. That was silly. <laughs> I'm I'm not a gambler like that. So no. I, I mean, that was a silly thing. No. I mean, you got. I, I got to take a deep breath just to let. Because every time I, I I breathe out hard like that, all like a little bit of the depression of being a Bears fan comes goes out with it. You know what I mean? So we sat here, and the 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 problem is, is that when you get to the point where you're not expecting much out of your team, it's demoralizing as a fan. I can't. I, it, this has just been such a complete and total debacle of a season. Do, who do I blame it on? Do I blame it on Pace? Do I blame it on Nagy? Do I blame it on Trubisky? Do I do I blame it on Foles? I mean, are we, are we talking about Virginia McCaskey? I mean, who who are we talking about is at fault here? And I mean, you can combine all of these things because Pace hasn't put the players in place for them to be successful. Nagy hasn't been able to get the talent out of the players they do have. 
Mitch hasn't lived up to being a second round pick or a second overall pick. Mm-hmm. And Foles came in with his microwave and he looked so cute in his uniform in, well, in, the, in the third game of the it's season. It's done in thirty seconds. He's done. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What and that the, is. and the, so they try to sell us a bill of goods that oh well. Uh, 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 Foles is going to come in and save the season. Foles no. is not a starting quarterback, point blank, period. It's been proven time and time and time again. Stop with the experiment. You, The def- definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And when you've seen the results and you keep doing the same thing over and over, you are not going to get good results. So like I said before, I think this was, the, I think the whole thing with switching out Trubisky and bringing in Foles, knowing that his bum ass would fail, that what this is is basically Nagy taking it and putting it completely and totally all on pace. Look at the quarterbacks you give me. Look at the offensive line you give me. Mm-hmm. Look at the running attack you give me. You did great on the defense, and Nagy don't give a crap about defense because Nagy, Nagy is an offensive guy. So what he did is he gave up that 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 Denny's menu and set, turned into an IHOP menu and gave it to Laser and they got the kids menu out there like you said and and so now who do I blame? Well, at, at the end of the day, guess what? They're all going to lose their jobs. At the end of the day, they're all going to be gone because now you can be like, hey, it's not my fault, not my fault. Right. At the end of the day, the buck stops with the head coach for the player's performance. Okay. Because he has to put the players that he has on a roster He's not putting him in the right place to succeed. That's the problem. And that's right. That's what and I'm saying. That's adjust. where the buck stops. He won't adjust on o- o- offense whatsoever. He hasn't. The, the problem is, is that when when Trubisky came off that hot season in 2018, there were a lot of things that they did to help uh, uh, Mitch be successful. Mm-hmm. Mitch had to come in in his first year because Glennon was terrible. Oh, my God. He and died. that was the John Fox year with Mitch. Yep. They brought in Matt. Matt Nagy came in there, and he was supposed to be this quarterback whisperer. He's supposed to be so great at, at, at calling plays, so on and so forth. We saw Mitch when when uh, when James Winston was still with the Bucks. We saw Mitch throw, throw for six touchdowns in that 2018 season. It's all magical until, until the double doink happens. All right, fine. So now we're looking towards next season. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build off a 12-4 and four season. What happens? You go 8-8, eight and eight, including a bunch of wins off of Guys who are not even in the league right now, like Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff Driscoll and these random backups that were for uh, air, uh, for the, the Lions and things like that. Okay, Right, because Matt Stafford was out with the back injury, because right? Stafford had yeah. the back. So now we come to 2020, mm-hmm. okay? We don't know who's going to start the, the, the season because you brought in Foles because you know that the little dude that you had last year was not a capable uh, – quarterback if you had uh, injury to Trubisky, who traditionally has been at least, out at least two games a season. Okay. Okay. So you bring in a, a quarterback, and this is, well, is it going to be this guy or that guy? The guy that won the Super Bowl or the number two overall pick? And we kept hearing and hearing and hearing. Well, guess what? Don't forget, no training camp. None. Okay. No preseason games. None. We went right into the season. Yep. Okay. Now you got Trubisky's head on a hook. You got Nick Foles. Sitting there waiting in the in, in the wings, right? Yep. Well, Trubisky comes back in the first game after playing crappy in the first half of the game, and he comes back against the Lions. And he wins the game. Okay. Second game, they win after a comeback. Third yep. game, they're down uh, against the Falcons. And I, uh, Matt Nagy's sitting there thinking about how the Cowboys came back and they, how terrible they were. They came back and they beat the Falcons in the second half. So what does he do? Instead of letting Mitch win that game like he did in the game against the Lions in the first game of the season, right. he brings in Nick Foles. Yeah, he, he, he had proven that he can come back. He Correct. had proven that he can overcome these issues that he's doing right now. Correct. If he gets the rep, 
if he gets the time, if he gets, gets the in, right personnel, if he gets into rhythm, right, and he gets into and guess what? If you call the right effing place, right, you've got to have a run game there, to complement absolutely him. with with Matt Nagy. There's absolutely no run pass balance, so he becomes super uh, predictable. Now, exactly what, right. what did we see today with Laser? We saw Laser actually roll Mitch out. Put him in the positions to be successful. But the problem is is that you get to a point where you're so far behind, you can't even run the ball because now all you're doing is playing catch-up. Right, and this is the reason that if you're looking at, at the stats for today's game, Trubisky threw it 46 times, and there was a total of 16 runs. Correct. So the only reason it was a, a total of 16 runs is because they were f- behind in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and they never can catch up. So, yeah, you're going to throw the ball. So is Trubisky at fault? No. I don't think so. I mean, the throwing to triple and double coverage. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the kid can't read. The kid can't read a book. But but by the same by the same token, we saw Aaron Rodgers throw to Devontae Adams, where there was four uh, defenders around him, and he and he threaded the needle and he caught it. Yeah, but he's a surgeon. But that's my point. Is and that we have an intern, and, and 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 that's perfectly fine. But that's literally my point. Is that. You're telling this kid that, hey, this play will be successful because the kid is is there supposed to be learning from the guy who was a quarterback in the AFL or whatever league. The, uh, uh, it wasn't the XFL. Nagy was, Nagy was. And most of the time, these guys that are like really kind of mediocre, you know, they're the game studiers and stuff like that yeah, are supposed you, to be the best coaches. Up, yeah, you'll see that a lot in baseball and a lot of in, in, in the basketball. Grinders. Right. The grinders. The guys that are coming off the bench. The, guys the lifers. Was, right. Not yeah. the superstars. The no, superstars no, no. are terrible at that. Oh, uh, Yeah. Because they can't figure out, how come you're not as good as me? That's the only thing they can they can bank on. Yeah. So what do we need to do next week against Matt Stafford? I mean, you know, just come out and play your game. I mean, I think the defense... It, Here's the thing. It's really going to de- rely on the fact that if we have uh, Hicks back mm-hmm. after his hamstring, uh, Akeem Hicks, because if he can come out, because don't forget, the the, uh, the Lions still have DeAndre Swift, and they have Adrian Peterson. And yep. they have, uh, it's not Theo Riddick anymore. There's another There's another running back there. But they if they can stop the run, now you all of a sudden you make Matt Stafford predictable. But if Hicks is not back for next week, guess what? They're they, running through then, us. Then they're going to run through us again. Yeah. And, Pat, and and Peterson has extra motivation to beat the Bears because he's he's came up in the division with Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So he's had you know, and, and Peterson has traditionally beat the hell out of us anyway. So I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, he's he, thirty five, thirty six years old, but he's still out there getting the rock, and he's still scoring, scoring touchdowns. Yeah, so I, I again, I, and then we talked about this earlier uh, when we went live after the Bears game. I don't see them winning another game. I don't, and, and you know what? It might be to their benefit if they don't win another game. And, and what I told you is that in in typical Bears fashion, <laughs> what they're going to do is they're going to end up going out there, winning the Detroit game, winning the Jags game, and maybe winning that Minnesota game. And what mm-hmm. that does is now that puts you again at eight, eight, and eight. eight, eight and eight. So you can't even screw up losing. No. Or, you, know, you even screw up losing is what I'm trying to say. You can't even do a good job of trying to tank because <laughs> you've already you've already messed that up. But and, and here's the thing. You know that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are gonna try to do whatever they can to save their jobs. So now five, go from five and one, now you're five and six, that's five losses in a row. Okay. You know they're they're gonna they're not gonna sit there and lay down because they, they know they lay down, they're done. They're completely done. But if they somehow rattle off four wins at the end of the season or something like that, that they'll at least save their jobs. And they're like, well, yeah, I know we had some adversary adversity in the middle of the season, but look what we did. We came back to 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 come close to to almost winning the division, and we end up in the wild card. Because don't forget, the Bears are five and six. Then you got uh, I want to say the Lions or or the no Lions are four and eight. 
Minnesota's Minnesota's right five, behind yeah, us. Five, Minnesota's tied with us, I think, or something. Yeah, they lost yeah. Today. The Bears and the Bears and Vikings are both five and six right now, and 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 the Lions are out of it. But the Lions are, are like four wins, right? So we're literally sitting here talking about three potential wild card teams in the uh, NFC North. Well, I don't know what's in your cup, but they're not winning any more games. Again, <laughs> in typical Bears fashion, <laughs> they're going to end up winning a game that's going to hurt their draft stock. This is what the Bears do. They can't even lose properly. <laughs> they can if, they, if they're like your fantasy team and you just start your busters. But they're not going to do that. Yeah, I know. They're not going to. I know. Mitch is starting next week. Oh, yeah, which is fine. Mitch is starting next which week. Which is fine. He's not going to be here next year anyway, so don't matter, it don't Mitch matter at all. Mitch is starting next week. They still have Allen Robinson. They still have Mooney. They still have Montgomery. They still have Mack. They still have Quinn. They still have Roquan. They're going to go out there, and they're not going to lay down, and they're going to try, especially against division opponents. Yeah. When you have to go up against the Lions and the Vikings coming up and the Packers again the, the, in the, your last five games of the season, they're not going to give up. They're still going to try. So what's your scoring for next week? Uh, not enough to too much. <laughs> Sounds about right. All right, everyone. That's been three and out. Uh, unfortunately, our Bears analyst, Il Brown, was detained, so he could not have been with us today. <laughs> <laughs> was he detained by the Packers? He was. He had a previous engagement where he didn't want to talk about the Bears, and I don't blame him. But he'll be back next week and check back for, uh, for him every week for his Bears expertise. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Okay, true Chicago sports fans, it's time to pay some bills. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip-hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again. You know what time it is. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what do we got today? Well, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. I did, I did. And I did have no pumpkin pie. I did. My wife made pumpkin pie. She also made a keto cheesecake with the uh, crust made out of crushed walnuts. It was very nice. good. I, I gave up the no carb for the last four days, so tomorrow I'm back on the grind. Eek, you know, but I, withdrawals. No, I mean, look, I had the mac, I had mac and cheese, I had a, a biscuits, I had the stuffing, all the good, you know, the and I had my cranberry sauce. Oh, I'll bet you did. And hey, we actually we made good use of the uh, turkey leftovers. We made a really good uh, cheese and broccoli soup. So okay. that, with the, with some turkey, it came out really good. Right. But now we're going to transition over into the Christmas holiday. Season. Cue the Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas is food. So, we're going to talk about food again. This week, yeah, we have a very traditional Christmas drink. Oh, okay. All right. I see yeah, where you're going you with this. Yeah. Going? Yeah. Now I lit up. I'm yeah, lit up now. Now, now, now I got you grinning. That's right. Because that's what we like to do. We like to drink over here. That's right. Okay. So now, mm-hmm. the question of the day. Eggnog. No. <laughs> I knew it. I Eggnog. knew it. Hell no. Eggnog. You can have it. Yes or no? You can have it with your pumpkin pie. No way. Give me my coquito. All right. First of all, 
You can't be throwing in stipulations over here. <laughs> you can't be like, well, I don't eat turkey. You know, that's why it says, when, when I, I, I asked the question, like, uh, flats or drums, like, uh, I'm a vegan, so I just eat, like, tofu wings. <laughs> like, get out of Like, you, you, you find a substitute. You can't be giving me substitutions. I don't like I don't drink milk. one because I drink the other. I think I had it when I was, like, you know, 14, 15, 16, that I bought a big carton and I drank one. That's probably why. And you, par- your parents are still mad about what you did to that toilet. <laughs> like, you remember back in the 90s when we had a $1,000 plumbing bill? Because you- <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. Nobody likes eggnog. What the f***? <laughs> that I had to stop myself right there. Nobody likes that nasty. The, what is wrong with y'all? I don't know what's wrong with people, but that's nasty, man. What? I mean, like, here's the thing. You know how to make a perfect eggnog cocktail? Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you take take a glass. Yeah. You, you fill it with ice. Shine it up real good and stick it up. Squeeze <laughs> the rock slips. <laughs> you take... Oh, man. You, you, kill, it, you kill it all the... <laughs> Look... Take your glass, fill it with ice, okay? Put your rum or your bourbon or however you like. Yeah. And you take your eggnog, and you throw that mess out the window and drink your bourbon just the way it is because it's way better that way. Yes, I agree. This is this This, this is, is two com- weeks in a row. This is a complete and total casta- catastrophe of a drink. <laughs> Whose idea was this? I thought you were going to say Constanza. I'm like, oh, we're we going with a Seinfeld like, reference. Right, but like, hey, I know what I can do for Christmas. Let me take milk, which is good, and eggs, which is also good, and put it together, which is not good. No, not at all. I mean, if you're going to make French toast, then <laughs> yeah, go cu- ahead. Like a custard, you know yeah, what I mean? Like oh. that's, but I mean, like just to drink it like that? No. No, no. man. It's like, why is it so runny and thick? It's like drinking pancake batter. <laughs> it was so... Oh, my no. God. <laughs> yeah. Again, we agree. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. This is 2020. Yeah, well, welcome to 2020. Weird things happen every day. That's right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, brother. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening apps. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Spotify and iHeartRadio. And click that notify button on Facebook to be notified when we go live. That's right. And don't forget, you can also donate to the show as well. All proceeds will go towards the betterment of the show. Because we love you guys. Thanks to our sponsors, Nora Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingcode.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. Don't forget to check back next week for our Bears endless Ill Brown. And don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Shout out to Ronesh and our producer, Jay Soto. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. And don't forget to reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Reach out to us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock, and we'll see you you next week for episode 22. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. Yeah. Get your eggnog head out of here. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Never boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.